0: Hey guys, it's Chris Tory How's it going? I just wanted to press record and lay down some of my thoughts about Stan Lee's passing. I'm sitting here watching Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire and just reminiscing and watching everyone's posts and videos and pictures on all the social media and I've just been sitting here thinking about him and and uh, already missing his, uh, his presence I know in the last since uh, his wife Joni passed away last year we we've seen a lot less of him publicly since then i mean he is you know 90 he was 95 uh uh, it's just it's weird to talk about him in the past tense already but he um you know we, we like i said we didn't get to see a lot of him in the last year he announced he stopped going to the comic cons and so on making public appearances uh health issues, uh, his his bout with elder abuse and all of that mess at the later part of his life, which I absolutely just wished and hoped that all of it would just go away and just for him to have a good rest of his life. I hope he did because it all did kind of pass all that mess. And so I hope he, he, you know, went peacefully, went quietly and, uh, you know, his way, under his terms, and, you know, 95 years old. And I'm just looking at all the posts and pictures and everything, and I just wanted to talk about Stan Lee and reminisce a bit. And I was thinking back to one of the most intimate moments. It it was the most intimate moment with uh, myself and Stan Lee. There were really two and the first one was when he had a s had a signing at a comic book shop in Las Vegas when I lived there at the time. And this was probably the same year of Spider Man two, so I wanna say it was two thousand four and it was summer of two thousand four. Because uh yeah, it was that was the year that Spider Man two was released. And, uh, yeah, it was the, here we go, it was in theaters June 30th, 2004. So I want to say it was that same week of the release, and it was the week before it was released to the public, that I was at a red carpet premiere event of Spider-Man 2. I don't exactly remember how I won two tickets to the event, but I think it was through USA Today, uh because there was a cool piece of paraphernalia they sent me later which I'll get to in a sec but uh I'll go with the, the I th- I believe which is the second one first which is when I had this red carpet premiere tickets I brought my son Justin who was so very little at the time he was 8 years old which is crazy and We were so early to this event. It was at the Palms Casino in Las Vegas. They have a theater there in their food court. And we were so early. I was just so excited. I couldn't believe it. It was like one of the first times, maybe the first time ever, I'd been to a red carpet premiere early screening of a movie. Period. It was the first time. At that point, I never had been invited to anything like that. And of all things, to see Spider-Man 2 uh, like a week before it was out in the theater that that June 30. So it was probably that I want to say it was that Thursday or Friday before that. It was my birthday was approaching. It was like one of those crazy times. I was living in Vegas and I just got custody of my son Justin around that time. He hadn't been living with me all that long, so it was an interesting time as well. Or having this, uh, this awesome kid in my life, full-time, uh, getting full custody of him. And so one of the cool things I got to do early on with him living with me in Las Vegas was take him to this red carpet premiere of Spider-Man 2. And so I was there super early. They hadn't even had the carpet set up. And Justin and I were just kind of standing against the wall. We really had nowhere to kind of go. There was a little food court, but we wanted to be near where maybe the line would begin, etc. So we just kind of hung around up against the wall near where the entrance, before the entrance to the theater. And we were there many hours early. I remember that. And finally, the first person that we see is, is Stan Lee's wife, Joan. And she comes right over to us and says hello. I I think I remember we were wearing potentially potentially wearing like a like spider-man t-shirts the pictures are so bad i didn't really take any pictures of us or me that i looked through <laughs> but she was like so sweet and kind that she came over and said you know hey are you guys waiting to see spider-man and and we were like yes and i recognized her right away and uh i was just like oh you're you're stanley's wife joan like it's such a pleasure to meet you like i've seen you in pictures this is you know pre the internet what it is today but i remembered seeing pictures of her from long ago and she was just so warm and inviting she would like she stood there and would like like hold her hand i remember she would like reach over reach down and kind of hold her hand and like say thank you i remember her hand was freezing (laughs) and she was just like thank you for being here you know my my husband will be here shortly He's upstairs in the room, but he's coming down. And I was just coming down to see if things were set up and there was nothing set up. And she's like, wow, I guess I'll, I'll come back later. She said, but I'll, I'll look for you. She was just so nice. She said, I'll look for you later and make sure you get a good spot in line. And and she's like, and I'll get your address and I'll mail you guys a little something. And I thought, nothing of it. Like, that's, not, that's never going to happen. I gave my address, scribbled it on a on a, I remember like a napkin. And gave it to her. And just it was just this sweet exchange. So about a half an hour later or so, Stan came down. And there wasn't a lot of people there yet. So he came over, said hello. And I remember shaking his hand. And he put his hand on my shoulder. And he just said, you know, Oh, you're going to be amazed by this movie. Wait till you see this. It's, it's the most amazing thing you're ever going to see in your life. I just can't believe. He was just so... Stan Lee, he was so positive and just, it, it was just gonna be fantastic. And he got us all pumped up and ready for it. And he said, Have you guys read, you know, Spider-Man? Are you fans of the Spider-Man comic book? And I, I said, Oh my God, yes. And I just I remember just kind of gushing and pouring over him and saying, Thank you for being, you know, the, the most influential creator in my life ever and for being the voice of marvel i know he co-created about just about everything or created and uh, you know he had his fingers in all the marvel universe etc and that meant so much to me at the time i was just uh making a little bit of money and actually buying comics and so i was right out of college and had a pull list at my closest comic book shop and there was a ton of marvel that i was reading and and I, I couldn't get enough of the old Amazing Spider-Man comics. I remember whenever I had a few extra bucks, I would just buy old Amazing Spider-Man issues from the first run, uh, which most of them I still have, prized possessions. And and then he said, uh, yeah, there's going to be a... That's right, I remember he said, there's going to be a signing tomorrow at this comic book shop. And I said, I know, we'll be there, and and can't wait to see you then. And that was it, it was a quick exchange and uh, we went in and saw the movie, and it was great. People were pointing out that there were some of the actors there because the majority of them were in Hollywood, but there were some of the, you know, there were some of the, the B cast, if you will, that were there. And you know, people were pointing them out. Hey, look! It's so and so. It's so and so. And I'm like, oh, that's cool and great. But you know, the movie's on. <laughs> I was really focusing on the movie. We hadn't seen it before. There was a lot of press in there. I remember. And it was a really quick, like, disbursement of people after that. They were just kind of gone. Like, there was no questions after or press or the carpet was gone. It was like the the movie was over, the theater had emptied, and it was just, it was just everybody was gone. It was quick and fast. It was strange. But as, as fast of a moment it was, I was still the entire time just kind of reeling over getting such an intimate talk with Stan Lee, one that I will never forget for, for my entire life. Um, <clears throat> it was, uh, there was a moment in my life where I got to touch the Stanley Cup and I'm a huge fan and you could feel the aura. You can, there is, there's a magnetism, there's electricity when you touch this, uh, this, this stat, this, this very much hailed, you know, uh trophy of hockey. I've been a hockey fan my whole life. Well, I had that same sort of electricity and feel and aura being right there next to Stan. It was just like. It was very strange and very powerful, and it was like just a tingly, spider-sense tingling moment that I had meeting him there with my son, and uh, it's just an unforgettable moment I'll never forget. And the second time was at this signing event, and I remember I brought one comic, and it's at the time, it was a comic I have have two copies of, and it's Amazing Spider-Man number 11, and... I was glad that I had two copies because I, I, strangely enough, I uh, there is a part of me that doesn't like autographs on actual comics. Not for the resell matter, but just a part of me likes it in its original form. I guess so. I was so glad that I had two copies. I was like, one I'm going to have Stan, st- you know, stand sign, and you know, the other keep it without signature. And so uh, I cinch sold the one with no signature. So now the only one I have left is. Stands, which I'll have to dig up one day and take a picture of it and post it. But yeah, it was a it was a intimate affair. It was a, a signing, but there was probably twenty five people there, so I was able to again stand at the table, have a little chit chat with them, and it was just one of those again great moments. He was he was sitting down, and there was really no signatures to be given. The line was done at the time, and. So he he got up from the table and just kind of wandered around the shop looking at stuff, and I just kind of moseyed over to him a couple of times while he was looking at things. And he was, I remember there was this, this awesome statue of uh, the Sandman uh, from the Sinister Six and you know villain uh, of Spider Man, and it was this awesome looking statue, probably a thousand dollar statue. And he was like, "Wow, take a look at this!" And he's looking at us and pointing to it. And we're just like, wow, we're just having this moment with him. He's just kind of, you know, he's like... And then he told us a story of of Sandman. And I wish I could recall every word of it, but I just remember him telling, you know, I created, I or helped create... Anyway, I don't remember the conversation, because, again, I was still kind of awestruck and and just starstruck and dumbified by the whole thing, because there he is again, and we're having this talk. And so, uh, yeah, I remember the owner... After Stan had left, I it was still loitering in his store. And the owner was like, wow, you, you got a, a chance to talk to him a few times. And then I mentioned to the owner, I said, yeah, we even got to talk to him at the Spider-Man 2 premiere, red carpet premiere. And he's like, oh, wow, like, did he remember seeing you there? And he goes, yeah, I said, yeah, he actually did. And he did say, oh, hey, you guys, and kind of remembered us. And he was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Even he was like kind of starstruck from that. But it was just a lovely moment, uh, coupled with another lovely moment, two of which I'll never forget. The other times I've seen Stan have been kind of at Comic-Con, or standing in the press area at various Comic-Cons while he's being interviewed and so on, and he's waving to the crowd and whatnot. I never really have spent the time or the money to have him sign anything at any con ever even when he was at Comic-Con in 2005, and I remembered that one as well. He was at San Diego Comic-Con in 2005. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I, I, I've been to the top of, mountain, top of the mountain with Stan. I had these, these great two moments, and he signed Amazing Spider-Man issue 11 for me. There, there's really no above and beyond that. I was like, I was good. I've never been the biggest fan of having lots of things autographed. And so I felt like, when I saw him in two thousand five, and the line was uh, four hours long with uh, tickets and wristbands that you uh, would have to be sort of randomly picked, and you may not even get in line depending on how long he's signing, et cetera. I just felt like I was just never into all of that because I'd been to the top of the mountain with Stan, so that that is is all I needed, and and it, it's just a it was a wonderful moment. Like I said, like I'll never forget. And uh, even like Stan Lee's LA Comic Con The Kamikaze Con Which I know he was happy and proud That it had his name Stan Lee's Kamikaze Con And I I was bummed that they changed the name Because I was there at the first one When they announced that And I was at the, the press day The early press day thing And he was there And he was taking pictures And he was just so jazzed That it was called Stan Lee's Kamikaze Con And he loves those kinds of names And it had his name on it and I hope one day that they return that con to his original name. Or I guess it's been now purchased by the Comic-Con, you know, conglomerate. But I think in honor of him they should rename it back to Stan Lee's Kamikaze-Con. But um what can I say? I mean, he is the creator of all the Marvel Universe and co-creator, etc. I mean, I know um, you know Kirby and Ditko, and there's so many other names I could go through. That were all, you know, key integral pieces in creating that Marvel universe. But he was the voice. He was the he was the loud one. He was the salesman. He was the, you know, the the ringleader that made it what it is today. He was a constant advocate, a constant fighter for comics. He was he was just constantly promoting and pushing and saying there's some great storytelling here and you know, you people are missing out. The world is missing out. And he just he was a visionary in that he knew that that the world would one day come to it and appreciate it maybe not to the even the level that it is now he maybe couldn't imagine but um, it it's just a it was just a wonderful thing to be in his presence and it was a wonderful thing when I was very super young and I read comic books and not quite a not even maybe understanding a lot of them when I, I remember when I was 10 years old reading comics that were way probably inappropriate, or just the content was way too adult-focused for me to really understand some of them, like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, etc. But it's it started with Spider-Man for me. It started with Spider-Man at a very early age, from when there was these, this... This TV show, this educational show called the Electra Company, and they did kind of a these little live-action Spider-Man bits there. That was one of the first times I remember it, and then I remember the the Spider-Man TV show from the '70s. I, that kind of started there, and then whenever I could at that age, when you aren't making income and you have a uh, you know mowing lawns and had whatever money, uh, hitting the spinner racks at Seven Eleven and Alpha Beta and and <laughs> Thrifties. Uh, as often as I could, I always gravitated to Spider-Man. It spoke to me. It was just like a young kid, and he had all the sort of normal world problems that I could relate to. I was a big closeted nerd. Back then, it was not cool to just be all free and open and, uh, hey, I'm this nerd that reads these weird comic book things. No, you got beat up, or you had to fight. And so things like that, and, and, and people, I know a lot of people my age, and 40-something can relate to this. It was not cool to be a nerd. It was not cool to be a geek. But, you know, Stan Lee's heart and soul poured into these comics kind of gave me the strength in a lot of ways to, to just be who I was. Uh, you know, at the, when I was a young age, I also uh, was involved in martial arts and I was a Bruce Lee fan and I took classes. And that helped me also be strong and come out and say, yes, I'm reading comic books or bring a comic book to school and read them. And, you know, and just be proud of it. And it was still, though, something I was always, you know, kind of hush-hush. You don't just, it wasn't cool to be to be a comic book nerd at that time. But I just remember in high school where it started to really break out, you know, for me in the late 80s, and, I, you know, I I was making some money uh, at my first job during high school at Chuck E. Cheese, and I just uh, would, sp- again, go down to the comic book shop that was right down the street from where we lived and a lot of the times, it was mostly buying Spider-Man stuff, and when I could, old amazing Spider-Man stuff. And so, anyway, that's the the rambling of a of a massive Stan Lee Spider-Man fan. Um, if I may speak to the heavens now, to the great beyond, to Stan, uh, I love you, and I'm so thankful for you and your creations and your creativity and what you helped bring to the world and make it making uh something that i love so much that is comic books of uh, be in the mainstream be in my life um it's uh it's it was a pleasure to meet you and to be there with you in those few little quiet moments and uh, you will be missed but uh you made it to 95 and you lived your life your way oh the other one i'm just remembered before i'm closing there was a a buddy of mine that gave me tickets, that's right, it was Mike from My Haunt Life, that gave me tickets to see this intimate Stan Lee affair. It was like this, this. it was in Hollywood, and it was a just a dedication to Stan Lee. It was like, they just put together a montage of things and had all sorts of 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 celebrities and so on that showed up, and that one I, I didn't get to talk to him or, or meet him or see him there, uh, again, but it was just this great video montage. One moment that really stood out to me was the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. He came out and read this poem that was awesome. And it was about racism. And it was just about, you know, uh, the struggle of of all the different races and how, you know, the world should unite. And it's a very powerful, very moving poem. And at the end of it, he says, this was also written by Stan Lee. And it was just like, the place kind of went nuts. I have chills right now as I was discussing it. But uh, that was just a cool event as well. It was private. It was in this small theater in Hollywood. It was maybe, you know, I don't know, uh, 200 people. And there was this great video that they put together uh, that was done in cartooning style. It was wonderful. That was another event that uh, was just amazing. I also got to talk to Todd McFarlane. I, I He was there watching the event, and he came up on stage and said some words. And he sort of interviewed Todd, uh, interviewed Stan and that was very cool, and afterwards he was there mingling in the crowd, and I said, "Man, how you doing Todd?" And so I was talking to him and uh if there's anyone that has the a similar level of enthusiasm and promoter of comics, it's todd mcfarlane he he's kind of like a, i don't know maybe that's where the torch is being passed I don't know, but he's you know he's a creator and, and spawn and image comics, et cetera, and is you know, that's the, he every the few times I've met him uh Todd McFarlane. He's just uh, enthusiastic and super excited and loves comics and he's just uh, he's you know a very warm soul. But anyway, uh back to closing. Uh yeah. Um so <laughs> so there you go. There's my thoughts on Stanley and uh enough said. Excelsior!